Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Navy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havey. Check them out at havycommunications.com. Laracy and Company CPAs, founded in 2010 by Lake Forest's own Brian Laracy, specializes in tax preparation and bookkeeping services. Earning the People Love Us on Yelp Award, their process is straightforward. Just upload, review, and file. For a free quote, visit LaracyCPA.com now. That's L-A-R-I-S-E-Y-C-P-A.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Otto, John C., Helen, and Herrick. Good morning, or good afternoon. Still morning. And it's still morning to when we're recording. Oh, look at you. Hit the flow bee, did you? What? Windy outside, man. Yeah. What's up, Joe Oberweiss? Please. <laughs> I didn't run for U.S. Senate 28 times. <laughs> he makes a mean milkshake. You should have stuck to that. Pride of Aurora. So, Joe, good to see you. Missed you the other day. To you? Look, my apologies to you and uh, Dr. Montgomery and Mr. Noble. I had the wrong time written in my calendar. That's my fault, not theirs. So, I missed the interview, and I really, really, I think of all the interviews you've done, that was one I really wanted to be part of. So, my... you miss nothing. You got to See, watch the, it. The, the, hair, the hair is messed up because I've been kicking myself and pulling my hair ever since. But uh, no, you and got I watched the, the recording uh, of it, and I got I got I got some questions. Well, Pete the hypocrite here, I guess. <clears throat> when you come on the show and you talk to me, you know I, I get I take in new information, and I form new opinions. So I. John Noble? Like John Noble. Okay. This version of Dr. Montgomery? Okay. Well, you know, let, let's separate the issues and the personalities. I, yeah. I think I think Matt I think Dr. Montgomery comes to work every day trying to do the best job he can for, for Lake Forest. I really do. Well and himself. And his family. I, look, Let's everybody get paid. everybody everybody gets paid in a job, Pete. So I mean that's yeah. that's goes right yeah so i think i i I think he's trying he's working within a system that um trying to do the best 
does I think there's some judgments that were made here, um, and I don't know if it's judgments by or by the fire by their by their COO who was not on our show but was on the other show, or if it's by their investment advisor. I'm not sure who, but look, I, I what do you address have, specifically? Have a drink. I served on a school board for eight years. Like, um, cheers, and um, you know, I I saw I saw a lot of this crap, and um, uh, they were, you know, and, and uh, I've heard a lot of good stuff from people in town about John Noble. He grew up here, and uh, like most school board members, um, I think they get on there because they want to do what they think is right. He's got a hell of a last name. So is is Noble the street by the high school named after his family? Maybe I don't know. Is I don't know. Noble that was dude. a question I had when I saw it. But um, uh, but John, I, I think I think my advice as a former school board member to John and his fellow school board members is I think you're getting some bad advice. Um, and I think you you had an opportunity to get some better advice out there. You can. We won't get into who gave it or or whether you think you well, actually get the specifics because I believe yeah. I asked I asked the question specifically on what you're bringing up. How could I have what was the question that I asked Joe that you heard and how could I have asked it differently to get a different answer? Well, I, I mean, I I don't remember the verbatim. You'd have to pull the transcript and maybe edit the show to show that if you're yeah with a fact check. But 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 you asked you asked a good question, and that was I heard you got different advice about this, and they denied that. Okay. The question was Joe, were were was Doctor Montgomery and John Noble were they presented with alternative financial models that would have a lesser impact to the taxpayer? Correct. And okay. um, they say no. And let, I don't want to get into what was said, what was di- what not said to them from other people, because we'll, we'll be here all day. And Why not? What else? No, do you do? because it because it distracts from the bigger issue is that there right. is a better way you can do. this. All right. Um, yes. The voters made a choice by a very narrow margin, 120 votes. Dr. Montgomery clarified that. Yes. He's very objective on that. Well, look. Look, don't let small details get in the way of the important issue here. And that is that, okay, the voters, by the narrowest of margin, made a decision to go with a bond sale because they felt very strongly that their high school needed these improvements. Okay, that's fair. All right. Now, there were ways to go ahead with all these improvements to sell those bonds now because a lot of... I've heard both on our podcast as well as the uh, Snooze Fest podcast, the NPR podcast, um, that it that if they if they've done this later, they wouldn't know the future of the bond market, and you don't know the construction prices, and yada yada. All fair points, but that's not the choice. They make this into a false choice of either we do it this way or we don't do it at all, or we do it in a way that costs a hell of a lot more money. And those are fa- again false choice. There is a way you could have financed these bonds now, got all your cash now for the referendum you got approved and had little to no impact on the tax rate, on the property tax rate. So when people get these bills later this month, they should know there was a way that we could have done this with less of less of an impact on your property taxes than what you're going to see. All right. Now, if you look at the city of Lake Forest, and how they're financing the turf fields 
uh, out there by Deer Path Middle School. Yes, does it have an impact on the levy? Yes, not denying that. Is it a smaller project by scale than what the high school is looking to do? Yes. Yes. But if you look at the cost per financing that they're doing versus what the high school's doing, there clearly was a better way that the high school could have approached this and done it in a way that would have far less impact on the taxpayers and still gotten all the building improvements you wanted and gotten the revenue, the funds now, not waiting, not not saying you have to prey on the uncertainty of, of future bond markets and future construction prices. You could have done this now at less of an impact. You also look at the investment advisory fees they're paying and compare that to what the city's paying in investment advisory fees. And like I said, uh, they need to do a little better shopping on that, in my opinion. Um, so, so I don't know where that advice comes from, if it comes from someone in the administration or someone that the school district hired, but it's very bad advice. And like I said, I think I think John Noble's trying to do the right thing, but I think he's getting bad things um, told to him, either by staff or by contractors, and they need they need to question that a little better, in my opinion. Uh, I've seen this before on other boards over the years that you really want you don't want to micromanage, and I can appreciate that you shouldn't be micromanaging every little thing the school district does. Um, but you need to ask some questions, and you need to have some skepticism going into a process. And it, it, and again, it is it is a false choice if you say, well, if we don't do this, the school's going to fall apart, and this and that. You can do all this. You can keep. You can do the improvements that you wanted. You you got the green light to sell the bonds from the voters last April, and but you could have done this in a way that it would have been less. So for to say, well, we kept our word on the can amount. You put a, can you be objective about what taxes, less is? Like you could have done a, it less. Okay, how much less? About I, nobody's going to hold anybody know, anything. Hundred bucks, two hundred bucks. I have, I have heard different numbers. Throw I've some out there. I've heard it could be zero. You could do it. If yeah, you really yeah. work this, you could have done this without any increase. And keep in mind, Pete, what, in addition, wait a what? Why, would they, why would they do that? I think they're because I think they're getting a bad advice. And I think, you know, I don't want to get into the names of the investment firms and all that because they're going to sue us then. But I, I think I think these investment firms are. I. I I don't want to say that they're robbing them, but I just think they're not. I think they, you know how you go to two two or three different stores, Pete, and you see yeah. different prices and you're like, oh my God, I can get the same thing two blocks away for a lot less money. I think that's what's happening here. They they had, did not do due diligence in, in, in getting um, the proper financial advice on this. And it's unfortunate because I believe they have been told this by other people. Um, that know how to do this. So the qualifier that I threw in when I asked the question was risk came into play, right? You can. Right. How, then, so what you're saying is same risk. Could it put it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would love, well, you know what, what kind of frustrates me, Joe is now I love me some Elizabeth Holland, 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 is it Holland, Holland, Elizabeth H. Okay. I asked her, I said, I don't get any of this. Can you point me in the right direction? So you know where I get sent to by Elizabeth H is to, 
Lake Forest High School. Hermes, Hermes the scarf. You know what, though, uh, Pete, I will defend Elizabeth on that because, in with all due respect, yes, I understand what you're trying to get, but that's not her place. That's not the city of Lake Forest staff to go and and publicly um, second guess. Um, not second guess, explain another government agency. Why? That's that's not their place. So I I, I don't want to put them or anyone else in a bad spot on that and. And they didn't want to put themselves in that. Look, they have a job to do running the city. I think they're doing a very good job. Um, but um, again, that's big. You're looking at little details. I'm looking at the big picture, and that is the taxes. Our, and, and, and a point I want to make is, in addition to this tax increase that they're doing just for this, they are also raising the other taxes, um, the maximum amount, which is 5% right now because of the tax cap law that, that we've talked about in the past that was signed in the 90s um, that says you can't raise it by CPI or 5%, whichever is less. And CPI, which is inflation, consumer price index, is above 5%. Thanks, thanks President Biden. Um, but the you cannot, you cannot raise it more than 5%. So they're, they're, they're taxing to the max on the other areas. So you're not just going to get that uh, increase that they talked about yesterday or that they promised during the campaign, all your other tax, your education fund, all the other funds that that are in, that make up your property taxes. Because as I recall, I think there's like seven funds. I mean, again, I'm a little rusty at this, 25 years gone. Um, but there's other funds, the education fund, which is the biggest one. It's way bigger than buildings. That's, your, that's basically paying for your staff. Um, that's going up 5%. So your taxes are going to go up more than the amount they promised um, overall. Yes, the bond itself will go up the amount they promised, but they could have done it for less. And, you know, there's people I've talked to that understand this, that not only supported this referendum by voting yes, they actually had yard signs in their yard, the vote yes yard signs, and they they regret it now. Um, they really regret it. So does it add up to 120? I don't know. Um, but... I I think there's this could have been done differently. So my advice to the to the elected school board is uh, the, the trains left the station. They've already sold the bonds. They've, I think they've sent they've transmitted the tax rates to Holly Kim's office now. I believe in the bills. I think are getting printed. I don't know the exact timeline here in Lake County, but they're coming um, out soon because there's a reason why those guys came on the show. The, the train left the station. So I, I really think. You know, I sat on a school board way back in 92 that, <laughs> but here's my point. They made a very bad mistake in a contract. They actually miscalculated salaries. You can go back and read the Tribune articles about it. Um, and they miscalculated salaries to the tune of $1.2 million. They, they screwed up in the negotiations. They were trying to prevent a strike, which... I get it. You don't Wait, want was to. this like the uh, I thought that was going to go easier? No wonder it went easy because like, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like, like I said, I, I want to say this was like 1992 and they screwed up and they, they 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 did not properly calculate the salaries. And I won't get into all the minutia of why. But you know what they did? They did a mea culpa. They came to the community and admitted it. They put out a statement admitting admitting it. And they said, we regret it. Several of the board members chose not to run again, and they actually then worked on a plan to recoup those in the next contract. 
Was this when Melanie Rummel was head of the school board? This was no. This was in Niles Township, two nineteen. Oh, okay. Sorry, I know why. So, I came yeah, up. no, no, no. This was back. This was not here in Lake Forest. This was okay. back. At, that was at, another at, issue in Lake Forest at Niles, but uh, two nineteen, and I was just a young pup then on the board, and uh, I fortunately I was one of the two that voted no on the contract. So I'm like, hey, don't blame me. I voted no. Okay. But, okay. <laughs> but the point is, point is the. I think they need to get out there and say, look, we, we could have done this differently in a way, again, that I, I don't like how it's portrayed as, well, if we didn't do it this way, the schools would fall apart or, oh, we'd end up paying more in the long run. You know, Joe, no, to- no, you could have done this. You could have maintained your school building. You could have improved your school building. You could have done everything you're dreaming about in this in this rebuild, this contract with these contractors. You could have done it now. You could have gotten the money now, but you could have done it in a way. You could have financed it in a way that was differently. But unfortunately, somewhere along the line, you got bad advice. The school board deal is, to me, that's kind of where I was pointing more at John than at Matt. It, it's like if you have – it's like a football team. With the exception of this year and Bill Belichick, he's got a plug-and-play system. He knows the type of players that he wants. He puts them in and they perform. Yeah, uh, Tom Brady. Yeah, well, Tom Brady. Who's yeah, Tom Brady? It all falls apart, dude. Well, Matt Montgomery's Tom Brady, of course. It's like, it's like when Michael Jordan retired. Yeah, but you put this system in place where you're kicking the can down the road and eventually you got to pay it. And it just seems to me like, well, we're Lake Forest. We want low taxes, so we're not going to pay for anything. We're just going to push stuff off. Shouldn't the school board have a better system in place since you were on a school board like yeah i mean look here's the deal so most school board members tend to be pta moms and dads who have kids in school want the best for the school and that's and yeah yes and education is a shared is a shared uh responsibility of an entire community i don't deny that i don't say oh i I don't share nothing so it isn't my job yes it is but there are better ways you can do this. Look, I won't get I won't I I won't get on my soapbox today about school choice. Um, you've heard you've heard me on that before. I'm a I big sure fan of school choice. I think it's a it's a crying shame that um, people like uh, Julie Morrison and Bob Morgan and all of the people down in Springfield let the invest in, invest in the Invest in Kids Act die um, in veto session down there. That was a the one, the one time Bruce Rauner and Mike Madigan actually agreed on anything in the four years that Rauner was governor was the Invest in Kids Act and the Cardinal, um, the Archbishop of Chicago was behind. Hey, Lewis. Um, and um, they let this thing die because they're they're more interested in catering to the Chicago Teachers Union, which is writing all the checks now for everybody that got the mayor of Chicago elected. Um, so, but school choice is something that I think at both at the state level and at the national level, we need to have a bigger conversation about. That said, um, here in Lake Forest, we do have a pretty good school system. There's no question that I think even if you had a full school, school choice program in place, a lot of people would choose Lake Forest High School still. Did you okay. hear that? Fair enough. Did you hear the question that I asked? You know, what's the capacity of Lake Forest High School? Well, I'm surprised. I was I was interested in that answer when I when I watched that because I thought they were going to go down the route of well, we used to fit more in the building, 
But with now, with the way we teach now, we need we need smaller classes because I used to hear that too. Because you know, back in the day, they had 50, 60 kids in a class, and it was just the teacher standing at a board and writing on a lecture board and stuff like you know, kind of like uh, if you ever watched Paper Chase back in the day and all that. So um, education has changed, of course. So smaller class size is ideal, Um, and and so I was just curious about that. Pete, I don't think I don't think this community is going to go for bringing kids from North Chicago and Waukegan into Lake Forest High School. Hypocrites! That one right now. Lake well, Forest hypocrites. But what? But but let me tell you this. Guilty. Here's what should be done. Here's what should be. Well, first of all, the Investing Kids Act would really help a lot of kids in North Chicago and and Waukegan. It, 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 it should not only should it have been renewed, it should have been expanded. But in any event, because it was basically a school choice program. Um, but here's here's a, here's a thing, and I wish we could have touched on it yesterday when on the show with them. And my my bad for for missing it. Yeah, if you were there. But we've talked about this before. One out of every ten school districts in the United States is in the state of Illinois. That's crazy. All right, and yes, that's nice that they have the shared services thing with sixty seven in the high school. Um, but. Um, the fact of the matter is that we, not just here in Lake Forest, but all over the place, spend too much on administration um, with all these different districts, whereas other states don't do that. OK, I'm not saying we should be CPS with hundreds of schools and, a, and an unmanageable bureaucracy, um, but there's no reason to have administrative office here in Lake Forest, an administrative office in Deerfield, an administrative office in every little town that has its own district. Um, there's no reason to do that. You can have the same schools, the same boundaries, even. I'm not saying we, we have kids from Lake Forest go to North Chicago or vice versa, but you could have one administration manage that. Okay. You don't need a superintendent, an assistant superintendent, a business manager, what all the positions they fill for these one and two school school districts. All right. That that's an area that I think needs to be looked at. But every time anybody's tried it, because in fairness, governors from both parties have tried to address this over the years. And the, the school, the school, the public education monopoly fights back big time on it. They're like, how dare you? And, you know, and they'll say, well, you're going to that's going to end up busing kids 28 miles from their house and yada, yada, yada. No, you can. There needs to be consolidation of these districts, not the schools, not saying closed schools. All right. But of these districts, we spend too much in this state on administration. All right. Now, doing that's going to put some people out of a job. I admit that. All right. And I feel bad for that. No one wants to lose their job if they're doing a good job. But it should never have been this way. All right. I don't know how it was created under this system. It, I've heard different stories going back 100 years when travel was harder and whatever. But the point is, we need to we as a state need to talk about, there's no reason Illinois should have one out of every 10 school districts in the United States. That's crap. That's total, that's total waste of money. Well, it is what it is. And we had those two guys on the show. My pers- Look, I asked questions and they answered them. Okay, you didn't like the financing one. I didn't get it. Uh, if I had a finance person on to explain to me, like, what, who, who chooses the, you know, the right financial company to work with. I have no idea. All I know is I'm, that bill is going to hit soon and I'm out a thousand. You know, I could do it a thousand bucks, a lot of things. And you know what I found out last night? Um, huh. 
the uh, on top of that, uh, Lake County. So the Lake County government, the folks up in Waukegan, uh, Sandy Hart and those county board members that we have, um, they're raised, they're doubling the property tax rate for Lake County from, I think, like it's like two, actually more than doubling. I think it was like 2.4% going to 5%. Jesus. So that's, that's so cha-ching, cha-ching. Um, you know, and it, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. This is why Illinois is um, uh, got the highest outbound migration rate because we pay the highest per capita in state and local taxes in the country. So clearly something needs to be fixed. This is a global picture. But why is it for years when the Republicans ran Lake County that they kept the property tax rate pretty low? And now that the Democrats run Lake County, um, they're doubling the property tax rate. So just I don't, I, I don't know. Well, but so, you, you do know that you're going to have to pay. For I'm paying. I, I yeah, don't know why I'm paying. paying. I have no idea. Think I don't about understand. that when you vote next. That, next so next I must be like county an board. Maybe let's, let's bring back Mike Rummel to the county board because you know, Mike was a Republican on the county board. I think Grow he up, I think he would have done a better job with their finances than um, the guy that replaced him. But but I met the gentleman that's going to run against the guy that replaced him. Um, And he's going to come on our show uh, at some point once he gets on the ballot and and everything. So we'll I'll I'll let that. So so getting back to Noble and Montgomery. All right. Again, I asked the questions. They answered the questions. I don't, you know, I don't have a beef with them other than my tax bill. And I, you know, we have to work on that, but, you know, we asked about uh, what the perfect timing that email comes out from Montgomery about 67. You know, I actually, I, I'm going to say, I agree with how the district handled that. Um, they didn't have a choice. Of, yeah. I mean, look, they, the, my very last meeting on the school board, they went into executive session about an employee who he was a dean at one of the high schools and he was having inappropriate relationships with a uh, female student. Actually, like, I guess they had a picture of him at a Cubs game with her and stuff. And I'm like, should have went to the socks. It would have been common practice. (laughs) (laughs) And people really would have been worried, but no, uh, um, no, I shouldn't joke about this. It was very serious, but And I said, look, guys, I almost didn't want to resign because I I was becoming a village trustee the next week. So I had to resign. I almost didn't want to resign because I was like, you guys got to fire this guy. I mean, this is outrageous, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the the case played out over the years and um, they ended up having to settle um, because the guy hired a really good lawyer and they settled and basically agreed that he would resign and nothing would be in his file. So fast forward about five years ago, I'm reading the the Chicago uh, newspaper one day, and I see that the Chicago Public Schools, the superintendent, the the CEO or the CEO, whatever they call it, they don't call it a superintendent, they're the CEO, is getting indicted. And one of the other people getting indicted for fraud is uh, like some guy that worked with her, and his name was Gary Solomon. And this was the same guy that was the dean that should have been fired at at Niles Township back in 1999, but because they they had settled this thing out of court, or you know, because this, in fairness, the school the school district in Niles 
this guy had a, a family member that was an attorney. So he was basically doing the work for free was my understanding. So the school district was having to pay all these legal fees. So at some point, you know, you got to fish or cut bait here. So they just said, okay, we'll settle this and move on. I'm glad uh, that John Noble talked about a law um, that's coming into play. It sounds like it's, it's a done deal, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, from what he said, I'm glad about that. Cause I always, I just, that really stuck in my craw. Um, that people in in education could um, find their way to another school district later on, um, despite this really bad behavior. So, so that's not people are going to beef about that. I'm laying off because they addressed it. They could have, you know, passed it on. And they addressed it. Yeah, I think Doctor. I think. Based on what I've heard, I think Dr. Montgomery and the administration did the right thing there. I mean, now maybe maybe if someone has some information that contradicts it, like they sat on it for two years or something. I mean, the guy does have to get due process, right? Yeah. yeah. But, so, you know, as soon as you know that this guy did this in another district, you get him out. All right. And unfortunately, sometimes they have to pay, you know, they have to put him on suspension and pay him for staying home, which sucks to the taxpayers. Well, but I mean that's six. That's six. Get him away from the. Get him away from the kids. He should not be near. Right. So you, you cross a line like that, you should never be in a position involving education again anywhere in this country. That's I mean, dealing with, that's dealing with sixty-seven right now, and then one fifteen. That's something that happened in the eighties. That's nothing. So those are two. I mean, they're serious. Not nothing. I mean, it's very serious. Serious things, but to the people right now, you can't. It's nothing that I'm going to say, hey, man, you guys screwed up. I'm going to go back 20 years to – was Melanie Rummel the uh, head of the school board back then? Yeah, I, I'd i have to go look. I, I don't know. I'm when, sure we got fact checkers, but I think she I'm was. Nervous. I'm sure I'll get an email. Was, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not going to insinuate that she would – Wait, hold on. I didn't do that right. I'm sick of you. That was it. So, I mean, but, you know, like I said, every – Every school board member is horrified. Trust me. I When I sat in on that executive session that I mentioned a minute ago, every one of my colleagues was horrified at what they heard. Okay. So there was nothing like, oh, this is no big deal. No, everyone thought it was a big deal. All right. Yeah. But you had a system that you couldn't do the right thing. So I'm glad to hear that they're doing these reforms. So when somebody does something this horrendous, not only are they removed from this district, they're kept uh, from doing that in another school district. I hope it somehow becomes a, you know, years ago I worked in retail, um, like a lot of kids, and I learned that, you know, there's a retail theft database that all the retailers keep. And yeah, if, like you, Vegas. if you steal at, like, let's say you work at Target and you get busted for stealing, it goes into a database. So if you go try and apply at Walmart, they can't, they're not going to hire you. Right, because all the re the retail association or whatever it's called has a database. Maybe there needs to be some effort like this um, with um, uh, the Department of Edu U.S. Department of Education or the School Board Association, something. Because wh what's to keep this guy now from going to Wisconsin and getting a job at a school in Wisconsin, or somebody doing this in Wisconsin and getting a job here in Illinois? I, I don't know the again. I don't know the specifics, uh, yeah. but I, I, I kudos to John Noble. Uh, for what he worked on with the uh, legislature uh, with that. And kudos to Dr. Montgomery on handling the situation uh, from what it sounds like. It, it, he did he did the appropriate thing. 
So I think we're a give it, take it show. It's like, all right, you know, you don't come on the show for a while. You get a lot of crap and then, you know, we clean it up. But now back to the crap side of things, you know, with Noble, did you buy that uh, reason why he gave uh, Montgomery the raise? No. Uh, <laughs> I look. I, I did I gently push back? All right. All right. As as someone that has to in my current job has to manage over yeah. eighty people, I can appreciate continuity. All right. I mean when. Culture. I got two. I got two really good employees that are retiring at the end of the year that are going to leave a big hole in my organization, right? And it's going to be a pain. It's a pain to replace them, okay, and then get them on board. So I Have can appreciate that. At the same time, though, you have to build organizations because what if God forbid somebody gets hit by a bus or something? You know, I mean, I hate that. I don't want anybody to get hit by a bus, please. But I'm just saying, you have to build. None of us. None of us live forever. Things happen. Um, so you have to have an organization with continuity plans in place if anyone leaves for whatever reason in an instant. That said, um, I, I, I've i never been a big fan of this whole bidding against other school districts for superintendents, okay? Um, when when we hired our superintendent back in the, in the Stone Ages, um, I voted against the contract, against the hiring of uh, um, not because I was against the person we were hiring, but I was against how the contract was structured because it had long-term deals. It had uh, severance pay if they were let go and all this. And it turns out they ended up being let go and then we had to pay them severance pay, which was like a total, total, total waste of tax dollars. I wish, again, the public school system um, create the, the, the inherent nature of the public school system is such that you have Lake Forest High School competing with all these other districts for top talent. Okay, so um, if they if they truly believe Dr. Montgomery is doing a great job, I'll, I'll take them at their word. Okay, because they work with them a lot closer than I do. Um, but that said, I just have a problem with anyone. I don't care if it's the second coming of Moses. He scored high in empathy. I, I don't care who it is. I don't care if you hired Michael Jordan. All right, to, to coach the basketball team. Um, but I don't like these long-term con- I, I I think everyone should I, I wish everyone in public education were um at will employees. I think the whole and there's some very good people in public education. And I don't I I if and if it's if the opportunity is offered to them, they certainly should take advantage of it. But the whole tenure thing, I have a problem with that. I was so glad back in the 90s, Governor Edgar signed a bill increasing the number of years before a teacher could get tenure. I think at that time it was two, now it's four. Um, So that was a step in the right direction. I just have a philosophical problem with giving tenure um, to people in, in, that are on the public payroll. I think think if you're on the public payroll, you should actually be held to a higher standard than people in the private sector. And you heard my analogy. we're We're in a world where it's the exact opposite. The analogy I used was, you know, treating school like a business. And, you know, maybe I was wrong for doing that. But but how do private schools run? How does Lake Forest Academy or Loyola Academy or give, take your list of all your other private schools in the area? How how are they running? And again, that's why I'm on the school choice. Uh, when I started on the school board, I was against vouchers or school choice. I hate to use the word vouchers because that's a negative connotation. 
I was against school choice. By the time I was done with my eight years on the board, I was the biggest school choice supporter ever. What's the downside to vouchers? The downside is the concern that a lot of people have is that uh, uh, kids with special needs will get overlooked, that that all the schools will compete to get um, uh, the really good kids and the real and and um, uh, mainstream kids or whatever the term is now in education um, and that uh, less performing kids and children with special needs. Like me, no school would want would want those because it costs more to educate them than than all the the genius kids, right? So, um, and and look, the special kids with special needs that is something we need to take care of, and and I I I worked very closely with our special ed programs when I was on uh, the on the board, and we had a very good special ed program with the with the uh, joining school districts. My, my view is, and you can go talk to. Uh, Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush, who instituted a really good school choice program in uh, Florida, um, it actually freed up resources so that they could spend more on special education, not less. So that's that's one of the downsides. I think people are saying, well, you shouldn't use tax dollars to schools that have a religious uh, point of view. Like you shouldn't, um, you know, you know what I mean that the. But we do that now at the at the college level. You can get a scholarship yeah. to go. You can get a federal scholarship to go to Notre Dame University or Loyola University or DePaul University or Liberty University. I mean, uh, there that that system is in place now. So at the college level, so why is it we allow federal money, federal vouchers? Essentially, I, I hate that word vouchers, but why is it why is it we allow it for college, but we don't allow it for K through twelve? And I, there, I think there's a know. fraction of kids in North Chicago. Let's just say all the AP people, North, North Chicago, Waukegan, whatever it is, they can come to Lake Forest. And I know people are cringing, but look, come on, you guilty Lake Foresters out there that, you know, school, <laughs> there's no hotter topic than school boundaries. Trust me. I, I, I dealt with that back when we, well, I, had, I had a two school school district and we wanted to tweak the Niles North Niles West boundary a little bit. And, Whoa. <laughs> Joe, we got a small business here. We got a restaurant that needs more customers. Okay. And we have a menu that's 30 pages. Yeah, I disagree. Long. I think you need less. Co- School choice will reduce the cost of education and therefore your taxes. If, if let's say we instituted a, a school choice program where um, here, here's, here's, the idea I've always thought of is, okay, the years that I, that you as a parent have a child enrolled in a private high school, because okay, we have separate districts for K through eight and then high school. So the four, the four years that your child is enrolled in a private high school, you, the portion of your property taxes to the high school district, the public high school district are zero. Okay. So, and the second your little Johnny or Janie graduates from the private high school, you go back to paying the taxes again to the public high school. And you're like, oh my God, you're going to take money away from the public high school. No, you're not. You're actually going to save them money. Okay. And if, and, and if you look at the cost per pupil of educating kids versus the average tax rate uh, in the community, it is higher. So 
it, it it's it's to the school's benefit to have less kids, not more, Pete, uh, because then you need less employees. Well, All Lake right? Forest has fourteen hundred enrollment, and they have a lot of employees. And <laughs> well, how many of them could be if you consolidated school districts and had less administration? Yeah, you need? But, and a lot of look. I'm pointing fingers now at the system, not the not at the the people like Matt Montgomery and, and Noble. Noble more than Matt Montgomery. Matt Montgomery, he's a player and he's getting paid. God he's got a job to do. He's doing. His, he's doing what his job yeah, is he's in the paid. system he has. Right. 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 So don't, so don't don't play. What's the phrase? Don't don't hate the player. Hate the game. Hate the game. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the game sucks, man. Yeah, I get it. Players so, are okay. good, but the game sucks. So, so <laughs> what I don't understand about the game is these kids are scraping. Well, first of all, if they go to class, that was something I didn't know. They're not going to class. So you got 1,400. It's not 1,400. Take that percentage, 17 days out of the year, well, that's more than half a month, whatever it is. That's not 1,400. That's, you know, 1,200, whatever the number is. So, and the, the solution is that to make classes more interesting so the teachers need to step up their game. Well, for, I mean... But but my point is, why, why are there no objective? I mean, what, 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 you want a kid with a flu coming to school and getting everybody else in the building sick? No, what I want is you hold the kids accountable to grades. You hold them accountable to a test to get into a school. Why is it that we can't hold the teachers accountable to some type of objective metric other than empathy? I agree. I agree. I think, you know, look, the debate over this is ACT or and the PSAT, I that so much over the years and i hell if i know what's the right test and all that but the fact of the matter is that every other line of work pretty much has some metrics some accountability some performance metrics okay and like i said what do private schools do what how do private schools wait, wait. decide whether we're going to keep you how does loyola academy or um uh, or lake forest academy how do they um, or Christian Heritage Academy in Northfield, which is a very good school. Um, how do they decide this person's doing a good job or we need to make a change here? And, you know, and, and the other part of it is also, I think, young, one of my experiences on the board, as well as went back way back when I was a student, the newer teachers were the better ones. And then you had the older ones that were just kind of mailing it in at that point. Um, I mean, I had a I had a a teacher when I was in high school who pretty much said to us, "Hey, I got I got a year left, two years left till I retire, and uh, I just I just don't care anymore." Mailing anymore. it in, he, yeah. he basically told that to the class. <laughs> so, but but Joe, what I hear is uh, teaching to the test. All right, I think even Matt brought that up. You know, we don't want to just teach to the test. But that's what life is. You want to be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, an accountant. You got you got to study for the test to prove that you have proficiency in the knowledge to do it. So why can't we hold? Oh God, people get it so pissed. Why can't you proficiency out of more classes so you can take other things? Why waste the taxpayers' money when education is no longer centralized? Joe, are you still there? You froze there on my internet. Okay, you froze. I we both froze. Okay, we both froze. 
again, teaching to the test, people are going to cringe. Why is it okay if if you're going to have a be a doctor, an accountant, a lawyer? You have to take this test to prove that you have proficiency. Yeah. Why can't kids do that to stop taking these classes? That would reduce headcount or get them to take you know other classes. Okay, so I'll be the first to admit that if if not every kid has the same career path, right? Somebody's going to be, one kid's going to look at your, your classmates and where they are now. Some became doctors, some became lawyers, some became in the trades, right? Um, and the trades are very, are, can be a very good career for a lot of people and pay very good. Uh, yeah. Wages. Cause they took Irish history at Notre Dame and can't get a job and they go. Right. So look, everybody, so, but that entails maybe that's why again school choice would be a good a good thing in this country because then if 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 your son is going to go on the trades route he can go to a, a school that's more geared towards trades and if your son's going to be or daughter's going to be a doctor um they can go to uh they can they can uh, uh go on a, a, a different career path in school so again that's where school choice, I think, is the one size fits all doesn't work. So I can see where they say, look, these tests don't necessarily mean we're properly educating them. But, you know, yeah, do. I can't think of any other, you know, once somebody gets tenure here, unless they do something as horrendous as this guy at Deerpath did, they can't get fired. Why did tenure happen in schools? Like, why can't I get tenure? Well, suppose I'd have bust I my ass okay. for twenty years at a company. Uh, the argument that I was told back well, in regards to tenure, the argument I heard against tenure over the years was that school districts were censoring censoring people, like they 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 you know, and there was not a freedom of like they're doing now. Woke. Well, <laughs> good point. <laughs> Um, but, um, you know, so look, but at the same time, like I said, I, I had a teacher back in the eighties who basically told his class, look, I've got like two years left. I don't really care. Said He said, just, he said, do whatever you want in my class. Just don't get hurt. So I don't have to fill out paperwork. I mean, that's, that's what he said. Joe, that's an extreme. That's an extreme. And like I said, there are some very good teachers at all different ends of, you know, there's teachers that have been teaching 20 years that are great there are teachers that are just out of school that are great um but again why is it that we have a system that lets that guy people like that guy keep working he clearly didn't want didn't want to do his job anymore maybe he won i think he won a bunch of awards like in the 60s um but by 1986 he was like mailing it in he didn't care anymore so you got a union and you got nothing there's no paper there's no like objective way to for differentiation so look why are we talking about all this because look we've been bitching and moaning at montgomery and, and and noble for what's been going on and they're dealing with this bad hand now they could have had a better they could have got a couple aces with fixing the financial side of things which I still don't get and we'll address that I'm sure we'll get a few people that'll that'll address it. And if there's any teachers that haven't un- unsubscribed yet and they want to come on and pitch their uh case on this feel uh, free. Teachers, again, I don't hate the player, hate the game, right? I think I think every I think most of these people as far as I can tell um they come to work every day trying to do what's right. Okay. And they want, the and I think, 
I think when they, you know, they have that first cup of coffee in the morning, they're, they're like, what can I do today to, to uh, and teach the students in my class and, 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 and make this uh, and do a good job and, and further these kids along in their lives. So I, I appreciate that. And, and like I said, I think in a school choice environment, people like yeah. that would be rewarded even better than they are now. So Matt Montgomery, John Noble, I got no beef. Which I'm kind of I, like I said, it's the it's the system. I I do wish that they would. Um, again, it's it's. I, I'm assuming it's too late to change how you finance this. Maybe there's a way you can pull it back. I don't know. Give well, interest rebate. rates that, are going. Maybe down. if you do it and then do a rebate next year or do a tax cut next year, shocking tax cut idea. Woo. But I, I don't know. I mean, the problem is like you know the trains left the station. It sounds like on that. But like I said, look. In 1992, my board, um, they did a mea culpa to the community, admitted they stirred up um, and and worked to rectify it in in the following years after. All right. Anything else from that meeting? I mean, it was good. It was good to have that dialogue. And uh, it's nice to hash it out like a public house, you know, you sit around. Yeah, no, and- I, look, I, I will do this. I, I can. People said. Dr. Montgomery was never, ever going to come on your show again. All right. And I kept saying, I, I said, I didn't did, want him. How many times did we say? I said. But how many times? Did, see, I said, let's have the door open. I kept the, I kept the door open just a little crack for yeah, you. But see, and he they, finally they did it. Okay, now I get it. I get it. He did it for a reason. Uh, and that's fair. Look, ev- look, everybody comes on this show for a reason, right? Yeah. Mayor Tack came on the show because he was running for for mayor, right? He, but he, hey, but Randy, he, where he, are you, buddy? <laughs> he's gonna help me back. Don't worry. Um, but uh, that's fair. Look, you, we all do things for a reason, right? I get up in the morning to make money to feed my kids, right? Absolutely. I mean, it is what it is. That's a lot of scratch offs. Now, speaking, <laughs> speaking of mayors, uh, Joe, I, I heard that uh, somebody said something incorrectly on the yes. show regarding a past. So we talk about Mia Culpa and admitting your mis- admitting when you made a mistake. I, Joe Weiss, made a mistake Ooh, last uh, week on uh, the show. As Pete said, I got it wrong. So I, we, we were talking and uh, about all the caucus stuff and everything. And the railroad issue came up. And I said that when Mayor Pandalian had been on our, former Mayor Pandalian had been on our show a few months back, that he called uh, the position on this train issue by by Prue Beidler and, and those uh, people out there, demagoguery. Um, and Mayor what Pandalian, does that mean? Demagoguery. Who, I, I Googled who, it for you. I, I did the Googling. Who would you. get pissed at that? Demagoguery is basically making making false claims in order to advance your political cause. All right. And we could, we've certainly seen a lot of politicians do that over the years. Um, so um, Come on, George. But I went back and I looked because I swore I heard it. OK, but I'm, I'm going to be 55 in a couple couple months. So I'm, yeah. which makes me eligible for the, the, the senior discount at Denny's. Uh, but. The uh, I swore I heard it, but I went back and uh, read the whole transcript and watched the whole podcast, even with Mayor George that we did. Not only did he not say that, he didn't even talk about the train issue with us on the show. So I totally blew. All right. So I, I 
And I have I hold Mayor Mayor George Pandalian in the highest respect. Um, of course, we came love on this show. George, but come and on, when I first moved here. Uh, he was the first person I met in Lake Forest government because I met him. At, he came to a newcomers reception, and I started chatting with him and stuff. And that was so. The last thing I want to do is is um, say something that he said that he did not say. So he never said it. I think suffice to say he supports how the city handled the issue when he was the mayor um, and on and he was on the council before that. But uh, but he never called it demagoguery. Now, let me say this. I'm going to call it demagogue. So from now on, the word demagoguery on the train issue in the last mayoral election, attribute that quote to me, because I, I do think it was demagoguery on the part of um Ms. Beidler, um, and and the people, uh, so a lot of those transparency people. Hey, pr- I, hey, hey, hold on, Joe. Hey, Peru, I know you're not watching or listening, but I'm just kind of curious. What did you order for lunch with Hillary? Did she, did she really get together with Hillary? Yeah. What'd you have? And who paid? <laughs> oh, you know who paid? Peru did. You know how expensive those lunches are? I don't know. Oh, they're up. I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> you can you can have lunch with anybody if you whip out that checkbook. No one's more responsible for Donald Trump being president than Hillary Clinton. <laughs> um, but anywho, yeah. <laughs> demagog. Hey, George, I'm sorry. He somebody just decided to campaign in Michigan instead of California. But all right, in any event, it's that's great. I, um, George, we apologize for yeah, I apologize to George. And like I said, though, I, I believe the train issue was demagoguery, that, that the city did the right thing in that whole thing, and you move next to a train, deal with it. Okay. You're, you're you get a you, you you get a nice house in Lake Forest at, at a far less cost than the rest of the city because you're next to a railroad track. It is what it is, okay? If you don't like it, spend spend more money on a house that's not by a railroad track or live in a different community. I'm sorry. Someone else will buy the house because they appreciate it. Look, I'm, I hear the trains here out in Middle Fork, not to the extent that the people do out by the academy, but I hear them here. I, I get up, I've, some, I've woken up at 2, 3 in the morning and I can hear um, the freight trains, but... It, Come you know, on, George. We were really ruining. We love life. George. We love George. So we love George. But come my, on. My my apology, Mayor Pandalian. I I you never said it. And, and uh, you know what? We're going to say more things wrong. You know, we, thing- we admit it. We do we do these mea culpas, and I think if 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 people did more of that, we'd um, be in a better place, right? Yeah, we move on from things. You know, mea culpa. I didn't bring it up because you know I got caught into. Uh, you know, talking about changing schools. You were too busy. Wow. Like, you were so excited to see him. That, oh, my God. Wow. It's like, where's, where's <laughs> Melissa Oakley? I thought she was back Don't there. let her out of this. Come on, man. <laughs> She's back there behind the scenes doing hand signals. But he said it was. Stop. I, I, didn't, I didn't ask about uh, the Lake Forest High School school mascot. That's going to be the next so. issue. You watch. They're phasing that sucker out. Have you noticed that? You can't find anything with this. Again, you know, Niles West back in the day was the Indians. And so was Lane uh, Tech. And my my seat on the school board wasn't even cold yet um, from when I left to go to the village board. And they changed it to to the, they dropped it and then later became the Wolves. 
because they knew that I was going to make a big stink about it because I, w- I was asked about it in like one of those candidate forums, like, you know, the League of Women Voters candidate forums. And everybody else gave lame. Yeah, no, it's staying the way it is. That's- and I said, I said, it's political correctness going awry. I said, and look, I said, this is one of the most diverse communities in the country. Say we're, uh, we're, we're anti uh, uh, Native American or whatever because we have the have the name Indian is is nonsense. It was, but scouts. I mean, scouts can mean so many things. Should the that boy scouts, should the boy scouts and the girl scouts change their name now too? I mean, come on, this is this is insane. They're doing it. They're doing. I mean, it right maybe now. the only one that ever made sense, kind of made sense to me, that sh- maybe should have been changed was the Washington Redskins. I mean, that was a little over the. And top. they're going to change it back to the Redskins. <laughs> but, but I mean, the Cleveland Indians. Come on, the, Cle- the who does, the Cleveland Guardians now or whatever they are. And I mean, some of this is just the pendulum is switching back over. But still, all the stuff is going on. They're going to, you know, what's going to happen. Montgomery's going to change that logo and he's going to skedaddle and get paid somewhere You think else. they'll do what the Illini did? Because here's what Illini are still called the Illini, at least for now. Now there's some people who want to drop that. But they um, they don't use the chief um, chief Illini whack and all that. It's just that plain, lame letter I. Yeah. Um, is that what – so we're just going to see an LF. LF. Yeah. But they'll still yeah. be called the Scouts, but just no more. Oh, little, I like, think Scouts or, is going. Are they going to be a different name? Scouts a reference to an Indian man. That's okay. Well, Boy let's Scouts. See, Girl let's Scouts. see how that. You know what? Here, let's You're put, put that, a cookie on the side of the head. Let's put that as a referendum on the ballot. Let's have a let's have a referendum on that. See how that people would out. vote for that. They won't no, vote think, for a thousand dollars. Would overwhelmingly increase. vote to keep the Scouts as the team name. I just. Call me nuts. I'm sure it won't be unanimous, but um, I'll take. I'll. Th- I, wait, I, said that, I said that, Pete. I said that in 1995 about the Niles West Indians. I said let's have a vote on it with the community because I think the community overwhelmingly supports keeping the name, and I I think the same thing here. Are you saying that we should put up a poll? No, I think there should be a vote. I put it as a ref. You do a referendum on a bond sale. We're gonna do, do a like we're gonna on do this. like Forest. Podcast Ohio just had a referendum on abortion and, and, and marijuana. Let's do a referendum on this. Okay. I can't control that. What I can't control is a poll on the email we send out if the teachers don't all unsubscribe. All right. So next on the list, Joe. Next week. Look at you. You look like Puxatani, the, the guy at the in Pennsylvania <laughs> for Groundhog Day. <laughs> Puxatani Phil or whatever. <laughs> Next week is Thanksgiving, isn't it? Yeah. What's the day after Thanksgiving? Black Friday. Tree tree lighting. Tree lighting here in Lake Forest. Yes, which is way more fun than than standing in lines at a, at a store for Black Friday. Um. So yeah, I we had um, uh, Rick Amos and Joe Riddy on a couple weeks ago to talk about it. Uh, the link will be right here. That podcast, go back and watch it. It's really good stuff. This is a fun event. I I, I missed it last year because we were out of town for Thanksgiving weekend, but I will be there this year. Um, um, so I'm really looking forward um, to uh, to this. Uh, it's I've watched the videos of past events. This will be Mayor Tack's first time oh. in the tree. You know what? You know the difference between this year and last year with having Randy Tack here versus George? 
It won't be a 10 count. It'll be like a three count. <laughs> I don't want to get out of there. <laughs> he's, he's, no, he's all business, man. He's no <laughs> Three, two, one. All right. Got to go. <laughs> I just got dinner on. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, so Thanksgiving, uh, the 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 Weiss is all be in town. This is the first. Uh, yeah, my my big guy's coming back. home uh, this weekend from college. Uh, actually, bringing one of his buddies is gonna uh, uh, with him to because um, they. Uh, long long story short, he can't stay with his family, so we're yeah. like, hey, come stay with us. So, um, uh, we're oh, really that's looking how, that's forward how you do to it. that. We're gonna have the, the nice little meal and. Yeah, what is, what is I'll the, eat the turkey. I won't eat the stuffing and all the other carb-loaded uh, stuff. So I keep stay nice and spelt here. Absolutely. Thank you for the <laughs> dietary advice. You know what an optimist is, Joe? Dude that starts a diet on Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> I, I started it um, in June, and I've lost like fantastic. 20, 26 pounds, I think it was. You, you look Debbie, really- Debbie lost the... She Debbie looks so. fantastic. Yeah. Her second husband's gonna love it. So, what do you have for? Uh, <laughs> so, what's on the Thanksgiving table? It's it's. I think it's one of those. Uh, you know, it's the the turkey. I mean, we go. The, my my wife and her family are very very traditional oriented. So, turkey, cranberry stuffing. You know, the 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 uh, what you think. Uh, a Thanksgiving meal would be. So like I said, I went through the list the other night and it was um, the turkey and the green beans is what I'll be, what I'll be eating. All the other stuff. I'll, I'll let, I'll let my son do the eating on all that. So I get five gallons of the finest Walmart peanut oil. Oh, you do the fried thing? Oh, deep fried. Yeah. Cook it. Oh man. Should we should we uh should we pre-warn the Lake Forest Fire Department just in case? <laughs> I, I'm a veteran of it, but I welcome those guys uh coming by uh anytime if they want to have a bit of bird. But cooking a full 20 pound turkey in 50 minutes, that's how you do it. I <laughs> had I had the fried turkey from a coworker a few years ago. He brought it was the leftovers, so I got it like um, a couple days later. So I yeah. heated it up in the microwave, which I know is not the same, but it was still really delicious. It's a very different um, flavor than the regular turkey. I think most of us are used to. So I mean, that's the. Then I'll head over to your house. Bring my son. Come, come on over. You know where we're at. Yeah. And then on Friday, we say, "Hey, Pete, what do you do with all that leftover oil?" Well, we have Fry Fest. What does that mean? You dump the bowels of your freezer and you bring anything that can be fried. <laughs> you know what the Illinois, I don't know if you've ever been to the Illinois State Fair. Um, yeah, they of course. Have, they, they have a stand there. It's called Fried What? And they fry like Oreo cookies. And yeah. they fry like strawberries. That's and it. Bananas and oh my. God, no wonder everybody's still overweight in this country. It's so <laughs> hey, stay away. But here's some of the uh some and of they the- have bacon lemonade. They had bacon lemonade too. How could you not? With the bloody Mary. Even even the it, that's that's total Springfield for you. Even the lemonade has pork. Well, the elephant eels. <laughs> what elephant ears? Is that what those things are? No, the big winners are <clears throat> the uh, uncrustables, deep fried uncrustables with the peanut butter and jelly inside. Absolutely fantastic. 
Then you have again the the Oreos. That's like child's play. But the fun part is doing the old school sweet batter corn dogs where you get your fine Joe Weiss kosher hot dog, you put it in a skewer, dip it in, and you put it in. Here you go, kid. I mean, I do miss corn scalded. dogs. I I the the corn dogs, if you um especially again, shout out to Illinois State Fair Vos uh corn dogs were always a treat, but that's um that was why I was so damn fat. <laughs> so, just just a like, couple laps we, on the lake. You have a def- does, does, is there a defibrillator in your house standing by? Just maybe you know. You ever see Saturday Night Live? <laughs> He's having a heart attack. <laughs> the coach. <laughs> but look for all of you that haven't been to the tree lighting. Again, we have the link up there. Joe Aridi and the team. Rick Amos. Good job, uh, guys. I, I know it'll be, I just hope it's not raining or something, but uh, it, that's the only wild uh, card. The only wild card is the weather, which those guys have yeah. obviously no control over unless you believe in climate change. Bring your peach snaps. <laughs> should I? Should we all like uh, burn our styrofoam that morning so we get a little global warming going? And have, no, just a joke. Just a joke. Global, that's <laughs> such a sham. Don't get me going. All right, so my all right, so to sum it up, tree lighting, the school, Montgomery is getting paid. Good for him. Dr. Montgomery. Dr. Montgomery. The good no, doctor. doctor. No, PhD Montgomery. I'm sure he's look, he seems like a very I've heard from people that interact with him on a personal level that he's a nice guy. I'll, I'll take them at that. I like I said, I I I I don't hate the player, I hate the game. Yeah. So that's my new attitude till something comes up and changes. And I'm sure there'll be a few emails that I'll get after this podcast goes. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) There always are. (laughs) But like I said at the beginning of that podcast with those guys, hey, man, we're just sitting around the bar shooting it. This is what people are talking about. That's why we talk about it. Maybe we should have had them in the bar. Maybe we should have had them at Duffers or Lantern. Well, hey, man, year's not over. Joe Weiss, nice to be on the podcast. Hey. Thanks, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Go Scouts! Scouts! Go Forest Scouts! What what would be their new nickname? The Biddlers? Just keep it Scouts. That way you don't have to worry about this. There's nothing wrong with Scouts. I mean, should should the Niles North Vikings change their name because it's offensive to Scandinavians? I mean, how how about this? The Miami Hurricanes, University of Miami... What is a hurricane? Hurricanes have killed thousands of people over the years. Is it appropriate to name it? I think it's going to be the Lake Forest One. I think that's our new logo, the One. What's the Lake Forest College uh, team again? It's Foresters. uh, Maybe they'll go with that, Foresters. Okay, I shouldn't give them that idea. Now they'll be like, oh, we can do that, and that'll solve the problem. Well, that'll be, that'll be, that'll encourage people to take down trees because that's what Foresters do, right? Aren't they the guys that take down the trees? We will put a poll out that will ask you, should the Lake Forest High School change its You need to get like the animated Richard Dawson, since he's no longer alive, to do surveys. And then if it's yes, then we'll come up with some options. Have a referendum. Let's have a let's have an advisory referendum on the ballot. I think should whoever can donate the most money to the school, so it'll be the biddlers, the you line, the rummels. You like <laughs> happy 
Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. (laughs) The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest own Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. Laracy and Company CPAs founded in 2010 by Lake Forest own Brian Laracy specializes in tax preparation and bookkeeping services. Earning the People Love Us on Yelp Award, their process is straightforward. Just upload, review, and file. For a free quote, visit LaracyCPA.com now. That's L-A-R-I-S-E-Y-C-P-A dot com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters, Otto, John C., Helen, and Herrick. 